welcome to Spectrum Days, the podcast where we ruin our childhood memories of games we used to play with me, Chris, and my cousin, Phil. Hello. What game are we going to try and remember today, Phil? Oh, please be a good one. Reven- the Revenge <laughs> of Shinobi. <laughs> well, that's what we called it over here anyway. Yeah, oh, this will be great, right? Yeah, guaranteed. <laughs> this is the one. <laughs> <laughs> they will have they will have learned about difficulty balancing by now yeah because yeah. this wasn't was it was this a launch title well, for the mega drive that's the trouble sadly for us over here in the uk yeah it was i mean it well it was everywhere really but by the time we got the mega drive yeah it was it was out the day the mega drive came out uh so yeah mm. uh so an, end of end of 1990 something like that so early days. So yeah. this is making this is making me a bit worried already. <laughs> that it's going to be very difficult to play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sadly, I think actually, if people outside of the UK, if they want to let us know, because uh, it's it's been quite hard to find out exact dates and things. Was this a game that came out in the US and Japan the day that Mega Drive or the Genesis came out? Certainly over here in the UK, because we were a bit behind, as we still are with most things. Um, we didn't get the Mega Drive till the end of 1990, I believe, although some people got it on import, obviously. And as far as I can tell from looking in the wonderful uh, Mean Machines magazine, uh, it's saying that the game came out in October and one or two of us here including our lovely producer seems to remember getting the game at Christmas so yeah if anyone knows any better than that do let us know because this whole first part of the of this podcast is us trying to remember things badly <laughs> mainly, mainly badly and then later on we will take a pause play the game and then come back and tell you how much we hate it <laughs> hopefully that doesn't happen this time though <laughs> But at least you jogged your memory with the with a magazine. You got you've got the original magazine in your hands. Yeah. So this is actually issue one. You've got issue one of um, Mean Machines here. Forgive me if you hear paper shuffling in the background. Um, and the, and it is yeah, it's one of the first reviews in it. Not surprisingly, because it's the first magazine and saying that the Mega Drive had, had just come out and it well such an anticipated game um not surprising because it got 94 percent um uh, presentation got 95 percent graphics 91 percent sound 94 percent playability 95 percent last ability 90 percent because it's hard and uh in fact their their comment is last last ability 90 percent the game seems never ending and the multiple skill levels add plenty of long lasting appeal long lasting appeal take note everybody of that long lasting appeal (laughs) the other thing I do rather fortunately have this game. Uh, I do, as I think we've mentioned in other podcasts, I do collect games, but I only collect ones that I like, which is rather worrying that this is one of the ones that I do have. And I adore this game. I've got it in my hand as we speak, a rather nice copy of it, still with the hand tab and everything and the instructions. And in fact, I think just to give everyone an idea, of what this game is about i should read from the instruction i miss instruction books anyway this is what this is what it says actually in the uh in the instructions here the revenge of shinobi which is actually in other territories i think only in japan is called super shinobi and if you load up the game i believe that the screen does actually still say super shinobi rather than the revenge of shinobi but anyway we'll get to that in a bit uh, in the impenetrable mountain hideaways of Japan exist mystic warriors, the ninja. These masters of battle possess seemingly impossible powers. Yeah, they'd have to because it's so flipping hard. In combat, they <laughs> leap to dazzling heights. When hit, they remain unhurt. Yeah, right. They can summon fire from the sky to torch the enemy. You studied, you studied, you studied ninja ways since you were small in the dojo brackets school because none of us knew what dojo was back then, and we weren't allowed to say ninja back then. I think we've mentioned this before. We had teenage mutant hero turtles. So it was began as the weakest one and anyone could overcome you but every day you practiced and meditated at last you mastered the skills of leaping somersaulting and throwing the deadly shuriken um i I won't go on but uh, basically you're uh, you are joe mushashi 
uh, good old Joe. Uh, and it's a follow-up. I mean, this it's bizarre that this game isn't called Shinobi 2. It should be, really, because bizarrely, there is a Shinobi 3, which came out on the Mega Drive not too long after this one. But this is a follow-up to Shinobi, which was an arcade game and also had a good conversion on the Master System. I suspect most of us here probably remember that. Um, but the um, for some reason, this 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 particular version, it, well, it, it wasn't an arcade game. This was specifically purpose-built for the Mega Drive. Um, right, so... So there'll be no excuse about this being really, really hard because it was just to earn more money at the arcade. Yeah, right? you can't the use that. The developers knew that, right? Yeah, you cannot use that excuse. <laughs> In fact, I think I did find something about that somewhere where they, uh, I think it was the the director. Oh, I'm going to murder his Japanese name now. Forgive me, uh, Noriyoshi Oba was the uh, director who headed up Overworks, which is a division over at Sega. Uh, and they worked on things like Wonder Boy and Monster Land and other things like that. And I think it was sort of Team Shinobi. They were the sort of the people that were, were making the Shinobi games. Um, uh, they, it was the, that director wanted to make the game specifically to hard. show was well, specifically hard yeah yeah he did, he did actually say that that it, it wanted to be challenging um but that it, it wanted to show off the the mega drive stroke genesis genesis um because all the other games were basically arcade ports so although this was a game based on arcade lineage it wasn't an arcade game he very much intended it to be showing off the mega drive to its full potential which is why we got quality of life things as i think they'd probably call them now a life bar so instead of just one hit and you're dead sort of thing so there there is certainly it's 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 fairer in that sense um and you've got quite a lot of uh, ability to change the game at the beginning in the options i think there, there's difficulty levels again this is from memory or even though i've got the instruction book here i could look it up I can't is there it. is there is there a practice difficulty i don't think like there's practice no <laughs> i don't think it mocks you with practice but there is difficulty levels and you can change the number of shurikens that you're assigned with um, I suppose you should point out what type of game it is. I suppose back then we'd call it platform, platform action arcade, even though it wasn't an arcade game. Um, now, I don't know what you'd call it nowadays if it's got released now. I suppose still platform. It'd probably get, just yeah, get called retro if it got released now. But um, Yeah, because if you talk about platform, you think more of like running and jumping Mario, Mario-esque kind of platformer, right? But yeah. This is slower than that it's more about different levels of height for, for for killing other enemies kind of if i remember the game it's much slower than ghouls and ghosts is it it's not well you're never so you're never running as such no i mean you, yeah. it's, it's more ninjuring in <laughs> if, that's, yeah. if that's a term <laughs> ninjuring, um, ninjuring in a white in a white ninja suit right <laughs> yeah. trying to blend into the background with a white ninja suit <laughs> i think it might just have simply been programming decisions <laughs> i'm not so sure it uh, yeah equates to the real world of ninjaing which i know an awful lot about but so uh, yeah <laughs> ninjas ninjas were so popular back then they aren't quite so popular anymore are hack they? and slash that's the term i was grappling for Hack and slash, that's what we'd have called it. Yes, platform hack and slash type game. That's the one. Mm. Yeah, so there was magic involved. So you had magic as a sort of like your like a super bomb that you had in certain games. But in this, it was magic that could make you invincible or make fire appear on the screen. Or I can't remember all of them. I'm sure when we play it, they'll all come back to me. Um, uh, yeah, it it did so well in the magazines. Like I say, I, I, I've got the the Mean Machines one here. We just we all wanted it, and I I in my notes here I I wrote down because I suddenly remembered those days because I think we mentioned before I used to work in the second hand market selling this sort of stuff. It was a game that you never saw because even though the market we started selling games by about sort of ninety two, so the Mega Drive had been out for a couple of years by then, but it was a game that everybody had and everyone kept it. 
unlike when we looked at I think we looked at Altered Beast in one of our preparations for doing these podcasts. We never actually released that one, but we, we talked about Altered Beast and that was a game that everyone just wanted to get rid of. They got given it with the machine and wanted to get rid of it. But this game, everyone kept it, partly because it was so challenging. It wasn't hard. It was challenging. That's the word. <laughs> it was very challenging. <laughs> it was last ability, 90% Mean Machines, 1990. <laughs> It was a game that everyone everyone kept because it was so good and you could play it over again and again. They're quite right. You you could keep playing it. It was that good. Well, certainly my memories of it are. We'll soon see, see, see how uh, how wrong I'm going to be. I'm already I'm already so jaded. <laughs> well, like three podcasts in, you hate gaming. With this whole concept. <laughs> <laughs> You could keep playing it again and again and again. Yeah, right. Join us next we, week, next you, week on Mitten Monthly. You know <laughs> that the that the enemy patterns are going to be just the same repetition, but just really, really difficult, right? There's no, you know, yeah, it's an arcade game, although it wasn't in the arcade, but it's an arcade style game, and it's going to be about enemies appearing on the screen in exactly the same order uh, and you having to time your jumps and your and your shuriken shots as uh, to perfection to be able to progress yeah but it also at the same like it wasn't it wasn't just hammering buttons like altered beast in a blind sort of flurry it's a thoughtful game which we hadn't had just, just think about this we hadn't had it thinking back to them we hadn't had this sort of game it just didn't exist people might say oh you had last right. ninja on the on the commodore no it was nothing like that it had the arcade tropes either you did have speed great graphics uh, and, you know it looked beautiful it is and it still does i mean so i'm looking at the magazine mm. here yeah it, it it's beautiful and it was it was very very smooth it all moved very very smoothly and the music was absolutely incredible he had a brilliant opening yeah. scene with a sort of animated ninja using his sword to block off a shuriken i can see that now in my head i can i can see that opener um yeah it was a very very exciting game there, there really was nothing else like it and it remained for a long time one of the best games on the mega drive and it was one of the few games that that sega brought out again and again and again within the lifespan of the Mega Drive. I don't mean the ports that have come out now, and it never made it onto anything else. It got onto the, the Megatech machine, which was the arcade version of the Mega Drive, which I actually never, ever saw. I don't think I ever saw it. It was a bit like the Play Choice 10 on the Nintendo. It's sort of a, a, a Mega Drive, but just in an arcade that you could put 10 Ps in to play this game. So it only ever existed on the Mega Drive. It never went anywhere else. But when the Mega Games pack came out, I don't even remember Mega Games, which is where they repackaged a load of games which is sort of the first time that was sort of really happening in the console world. And you buy, I think it was three games on one. You had Revenge of Shinobi, Golden Axe, and something else. And then there was another Mega Games pack, which was Columns, Super Monaco, and World Cup Italia 90 or something, which was dreadful, and we saw all the time because it was terrible. It was three terrible. So you go, here, have three crap games, um, and you can just have these. But the other... Uh, Were they... Go on. Were they three three games on one card? Yeah, but the other one, so it was Mega Games 1 and Mega Games 2. I think there was a Mega Games 3 eventually, but those first two, you see that Shinobi and, and Golden Axe and I can't remember the other one, they were basically being then given away. So people were getting Sonic and probably Mega Games 2 or something like that. But we never saw that. Never, It never came back. It was really sought after. So this game has always been rare in the sense that it was always sought after and people never never got rid of it apart from me because mm. obviously the copy i've got is one i bought recently and i haven't got my original one so I, that's kind of ruined that theory <laughs> so, someone must have got rid of it <laughs> but at the time at the time you know it, it was never on the shelf and it never stayed on the shelf if it ever did come in uh, and it's held its value i note here in mean machines uh new price then uh 34.99 and I think I paid not far off that for the rather nice copy I've got of it <laughs> just a couple of years ago on flipping eBay. <laughs> oh, it's just not fair. I'm buying all this stuff back again. I don't know why I ever sold it. <laughs> Although I might find that out when we play it. 
Yeah. But, it's a, I, but And they've never made any follow-ups, right? I mean, you said there was a third, but there's never been a kind of modern Shinobi remake I, or, or, or well, continuation. Yes and no. I, it, we, for the purposes of this podcast, I didn't bother researching much beyond this one game. And because it was a Mega Drive game, that's the one we're looking at from memory yeah i think there might have it might have made the leap eventually but in general and this is something i was going to say it was in the notes that the they sega sort of sort of dumped shinobi it's sort of become a series that's sort of synonymous with back then sort of 2d sega era uh, and, yeah. and never, never. I don't recall it making a successful leap into the 3D world. You know, um, I don't know why they've never returned to it. Really, I and 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 I'm sure this will probably cause some arguments. But the general feeling is that uh, Shinobi Three on the Mega Drive is one of the best games ever made on the Mega Drive, and is extremely expensive. There's no way I'll be buying that. I can't remember what it's going for at the moment, but silly money. Because um, it came out quite late, I think, in the Mega Drive's life anyway. Um, I'm not even sure we got it over here in the UK. But it certainly came out, I think, um, in uh, Japan and the US, as far as I know. Someone can let us know if I've got that wrong. So, it, yeah, it's, it's, one of those ga- it's one of those series, I should say, that I'm amazed no one's really picked up and made something of again the fact that sort of 2d and pixel art stuff has become so popular uh, i'm surprised surprised that it hasn't i mean the series has appeared in other ways um yuta kashiro's music who vaguely mentioned earlier on who went on to do this stuff on streets of rage and is regarded as one of the best creators of music uh, for consoles in in general um it was only a few years ago his music got played at a sort of classical concert of game music and i think he actually did the arranging for the music and revenge of shinobi was what the one that even then got played in the encore so it, it's it's got this huge following for um, Shinobi. So I, yeah, I, I'm amazed it hasn't got picked up and a whole load more games made for it recently. I, I'm, I'm staggered. Perhaps they will now. Now that we've said it, I'm sure Sega are listening. Please make another Shinobi. <laughs> you say that now. You haven't played this one. <laughs> I mean, as far as my memory of playing it, it was classic round a mate's house. He uh, he got it, I think, probably with the Mega Drive. I think at the same time he got Golden Axe. So it had been this and Golden Axe that we were playing, which is just phenomenal to think back that that's what we were playing. And those those were both two games that remained very popular throughout its life. The, the Mega Drive was remarkably blessed with a handful of really good games upon its release that remained popular and showed up the other games that got made the technicality the production the artwork the design the level design the complexity of revenge of shinobi is so much higher than a lot of what then came after on the mega drive which still amazes me to this day really that that it you don't you, you release games usually look terrible in hindsight a few years on they usually look terrible quickly produced or you know but i don't know for some reason this one i think stood the test of time in my memory <laughs> <laughs> yeah Phil, what version do you think we um, we had in the UK? Because I was looking online, getting preparing for this, and there seemed to be a few different versions, and they seemed to have some problems with uh, licensing for different characters. Yeah, it's all a bit weird. Um, knowing what version you got is technically quite difficult thing to do, but some versions are worth more than others. I certainly know that, but that's only in hindsight, not at the time. I don't think any of us even realised. It is quite odd and it's quite unusual, certainly for cartridge-based games, to get 
revisions. Um, I can actually only think of one or two others. One of the more famous ones, I think, was Mario 64. That got a revision, but I think one or two revisions. Um, sometimes you got different variations, obviously, through countries so you might have the japanese version or whatever um but actually within the same territory that was pretty unusual um I, i'm not going to pretend that i know all this but going by information on the uh, the good old internet uh software software revision 1.00 came out in 1989 obviously technically that's not when we got it we got it in 1990 so the very first one there were characters resembling rambo that was called rocky that'll confuse them let's change his name to rocky and no one will know <laughs> jackie chan uh, the terminator that was called hercules uh and japan master attacker in the west spider-man batman godzilla uh, called Monster G uh, were present. Both Spider-Man and Batman are actually fake representations of the characters conducted by a shapeshifter named Metamorpha, who alters his appearance after sustaining a certain amount of damage. I don't think that was done so that if it ever went to court, they could just say that, no, no, the character is pretending. So he's just dressed up as Batman and Spider-Man. You can't sue us, Gov. I, I, I assume that's not why they did it. Um, Additionally, Joe Musashi's face on the title sequence resembled that of the actor Sonny Chiba, um, who was a um, action star sort of before sort of Jackie Chan and people like that. It was uh, he was a famous sort of kung fu guy. Um, I got vague memories that I did know that, so that must have been something that came up in a magazine or something. Um, I'm vaguely aware of that. The next revision, again, 1989, the, spa- the, spa- the fake Spider-Man is now redesigned to into the licensed character from Marvel Comics. Since he's now the real Spider-Man, he does not morph into Batman. Instead, I mean, it's just so convoluted. We're only on the second one. Instead, Spider-Man leaves the battle when enough damage is inflicted and Batman is replaced by a winged devil-man-like creature. Monster G remains unmodified, which is the sort of Godzilla-looking character. Um, it goes on and on. Light so, yeah, why did, yeah, why did Marvel uh, uh, let Spider-Man, Spider-Man be used then as, as a kind of enemy, right, as a, as a, as a bad guy? Well, it's, it's because I say there's then several revisions after this. If people are interested, they can feel free to look it up if you want to. There's about four, I think maybe five revisions as far as the Sega mega drive goes or the genesis there were then lots more revisions because it's obviously then been released like our producer has been playing it on steam which if uh, when we get to the section where people can join along and play with us uh, go and go and get it on steam it's 79p for crying out loud it's worth it just to uh, just to give it a go um that's obviously been altered uh, the version that came out on the wii i think that got altered so a few of the ports of it subsequently have been altered and i think all these characters have been removed as far as i understand but back then um sega had the license to spider-man because they'd made a spider-man game so they were able to include it in there i think the same was for i think possibly the terminator sort of character and one or, one or two of the others, they actually, by chance, had already made games so were able to license them to themselves and put include yeah. them in the game. But the reason they were there, I mean, this is where it gets completely ridiculous, the guy that we mentioned earlier on, whose name I'm not going to try and murder again, <clears throat> the Japanese director, uh, wasn't very good at drawing. So he knew what sort of character he wanted for end-of-level bosses. So he drew you know spider-man or batman or whatever and naively i i, I would say naively assumed <laughs> naively assumed that the uh, art art people were going to go oh i see he wants something like this i will create a new character no they just said oh he's drawn spider-man i will make it look more like spider-man oh he's drawn batman i will make it look more like batman that's obviously what he wants so that's how it happened because that's what he I drew. Don't think, isn't that great i don't 
I don't think that would hold up in court. No, I don't think it would either. <laughs> but there was no point, as I say, as it was, Sega didn't need to. All Sega needed to do yeah, was go, well, actually, we better make it look more like Spider-Man and say that it is. Because then what they did, all they needed to then do was put in the... So there's another... You'll know which version you've got of this one, because in the title screen where it said Yuzo Koshiro did the music, which is underneath the main thing where the, the Joe Musashi character comes up on the screen, it will say Yuzo Koshiro. I think they've moved it over or made it smaller and have put in uh, licensing blah 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 Marvel Marvel Spider-Man so you'll know if you've got that version because it will actually say Spider-Man at the beginning so they kind of they were able to sort it out themselves you can't be sure Phil I think you need to get to the shape-shifting end of level boss to work out which version you've got that is your challenge (laughs) when you when you play it you need to get at least as far as that yeah, you need not, to confirm what version it on you've Steam. Got. It won't have anyone in it. It'll, it'll just have a sort of generic. Character. You've got the cartridge. You've got the cartridge. <laughs> you've got that cartridge. I want to know what character oh, you've got on that no. that particular cartridge. <laughs> so maybe it's time for us to go and play now. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> let's, let's do it. Please don't let it ruin our childhoods. Not this time. Not not Shinobi. <laughs> if anyone wants to join in, please do press pause now. You'll see pause on the screen if you're watching it on YouTube. Go off and have a quick go on it. Uh, I will put the link to Steam below. They're not sponsoring us, but hey, chuck them 79p. And uh, yeah, you can uh, join in and commiserate with us or uh, uh, sing in joy at the delight of how good Revenge of Shinobi is. And we're back. Thank you for those of you who pressed pause and played along with the game. Those of you who didn't, don't panic. Me and Chris are about to give you our opinion. Our memories have already faded, and now we're into this cold, hard reality of actually having played the Blooming game. So we're going to tell you what we thought. Even producer John had a go on it, although I think secretly he used the rewind function, making it a lot easier for him, where it was miserable and hard for us, wasn't it, Chris? Do tell me how miserable and hard you found shinobi it was pretty miserable and pretty hard um no it's funny because actually the first few minutes we i i played and i thought yes this is it this is it we found a good one this you know i the first few seconds of the game you think you're not dead right you the first few seconds you can survive Nothing kills you. In fact, I think if you just leave the game, there's a ninja on the first screen who doesn't even throw until you walk into his range. He doesn't won't even throw a throwing star at you. So it's kind of relaxed. Yeah, it it felt like yes, this is it. We found a game where the designers had thought about difficulty, and then you take that first step forward, and and that's about it. Really, it's it's gone it becomes incredibly difficult well no it's the first level the first level's good the first chapter is good it's until you get to the really jumpy bits which uh which annoyed me did you actually remember it did you think i i know how to play this i i could you know we i know we talked obviously about that in the first half but when you got that controller in your hand you got the game on was it like oh yeah i remember this no, the first button I pressed was the magic. So I wasted wasted the magic immediately. One magic you get, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that wasted that immediately. <laughs> no, um, really, John, in our household, John had the Mega Drive. So producer John had the Mega Drive. This would have been his game. I think he's told us off, off, uh, off mic that he remembers having it for Christmas. So I think if I played it, I didn't get to play it too much, and it would have always been like me begging, you know, could I get, could I get a game? Um, so, um, so no. And you, could you remember it? Yeah, I mean, I think as I mentioned in the first half of the podcast, it is a game that I've got on physical um, for my Mega Drive, my real, genuine Mega Drive. So yeah, I probably bought that. I'm going to guess probably two or three years ago, something like that that I bought that game 
uh, again, I should say. And so I put, put it in the machine and basically tested it. And I think I probably played the first level or something like that. I bought a bunch of games, so I didn't sort of carry on playing it. So this having to sit down and for those of you who don't know we do have a youtube channel where this will appear and i do record the footage of me playing it for the channel so of course because i was recording the footage it meant i had to play it in earnest and sit there (laughs) and get as far as i can (laughs) so whilst we waffle on about the game there's actually something for you people to look at (laughs) um So, so I, I, I on, on this playthrough, I got to level four before I got through my three continues and all my lives and uh, and and uh, yeah, chapter four and and wanted to to give up on life really. <laughs> so with the continues, yeah, that that's yeah, yeah, that's annoying an annoying thing, right? With when you continue, you don't always continue from where I think you should continue. No, you go right back to the beginning of the chapter, don't you? Right back yeah. to the beginning of the chapter. What a waste of a continue. I mean, what kind of continue design is that? <laughs> you're, you're, you're fighting the boss, die, continue. Oh, go back to the go back to the beginning of the chapter. And again, you summed up Shinobi. <laughs> <laughs> this is something very similar to Gordon Why did they like. make these... Why did they make these games so difficult? I don't understand um, how teenagers back in um, ninety in the nineties, whatever. How did we put up with this sort of stuff? Well, I think Were te- did we have a lot more patience? I don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think we did. <laughs> I think we must have done, mate. We have got to the stage where we're old, grumpy men. <laughs> I, think, I think although we bemoan the fact that we can't go down Blockbusters or our local video store and spend an hour choosing a, vi- a video, we do now rather like that we can sit on our comfy chair because none of us can use sofas anymore. We've got to have our own individual chair and sit there with our phone and choose a video off an app in two seconds and it appears on the screen. <laughs> I mean, we we do like that. We I think we do like the modern world. And, you know, us kids back then, we wanted to play the latest thing, and we still are that way. We still do want to play the latest thing, the latest <laughs> game. <laughs> I think secretly going yeah, back every and playing these old games, it's just a waste of time. <laughs> every minute, I was thinking I could just go and play Modern Warfare Two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I went off and played FIFA twenty twenty three. Um, but yeah, I was playing and and I didn't use rewinds like producer John did, um, which I, so I obviously didn't even get past chapter two. Um, <laughs> explain I, why? Explain why? I'm very intrigued as to what what was it about chapter two that you couldn't get past, Chris? Do tell. Those stupid logs. Was it the logs? They have some stupid vertical logs. <laughs> there's, there's a moment. This is another annoying aspect of shinobi where they have leaps of faith there are moments where you have to jump off the screen or what you can see on the screen to jump onto a log which is so so at the beginning there is a waterfall so chapter two is um shinobi meets the um well your the ninja our character meets the uh batman or various flying ninjas with Batman-like wings, um, with the backdrop being a waterfall. So that induces a headache immediately. I mean, that the the blue animated waterfall, that, first of all, really sets you up with a nice headache. So you're not always in the best um, shape when it gets to, uh, like, third way through that, that, that chapter, you have to jump you have to go up the waterfall and the only way to go up the waterfall of course is to jump on a log which is dropping down the waterfall and then do a double jump onto another log to then be able to access uh, another higher platform i think you ought to explain right? so you, the double jump in some no, detail the double jump. <laughs> could you explain the double <laughs> do you want jump because you no. to- <laughs> you've done it more you've done it more often than me <laughs> it's a very cruel mechanic. It's 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 one of those mechanics that actually you want in a game. The games that introduced double jumps are great. 
a jump where you can actually get a little bit of extra distance. I think people will be particularly familiar with this and fond, fond, think fondly of it from something like um, the... Um, Oh, what's the the? Oh, I was just, just going to say the Mario series. I think is it Peach or whatever in Mario Two. She could sort of fly a bit, or Yoshi has got his flutter jump. So if you sort of hold jump, they sort of fly a little bit and and then sort of land. So you get this sort of extra bit of jump. But this one, for some reason, you've got your sort of normal jump. You can hold the button. You can jump quite high. It's got a nice jump. It's quite it's quite a controllable jump. It's not quite as controllable yeah, yeah, yeah. as Mario. It's a good jump. As jumps go in yes. games, it's a good jump. It's a good jump. <laughs> but you just you have to, and it's a mechanic you have to learn. It's not, it's not, you can't just think, nah, no, nah, I'm not gonna bother with that. You have to actually well, do the double jump. And it's it's just at the top. It's at the very top of your normal jump. The you serious. hold the button and then you gotta press it again at the right time. And what happens? You go out yeah. the top of the screen and you can't see him when he goes out the top of the screen. So you then, you don't know whether you're doing the double jump or not, and you fall down and you fall down a trap. And they deliberately set holes and traps and ledges just at the point where you need to do a double jump, that if you the can double jump up, you will fall down the smegging hole and die <laughs> and scream and pull your hair out. And if you... If you press the fire button at it whilst you're doing the double, because the double jump turns into more of a kind of spinny somersault. Somersault, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then you press the fire button whilst you're doing that, and you'll throw, or in my opinion, waste about six throne stars. All your shurikens. Yeah, yeah. So you're throwing, or you're, well, actually, he uses little knives, right? Yeah. So, by the way, everyone, you run out of those yeah. knives. You only start with. There's a finite number of knives that you've got that you need to throw at people. And if you run out of them, then you have to get up close to everyone and get them with your dagger or your sword, which... Is hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but before I forget, so the whole thing about getting... Why well, I couldn't get off chapter two is there's a moment where you have to go up a waterfall by jumping on a log, doing a double jump off and then getting to a higher ledge. So that really annoys me because you only get... A, hint at the beginning with a little arrow saying up up so you know you've got to go up the waterfall but really the first few times you're just le you're just making a leap of faith so i don't know i just can't imagine what i would have been like then as a teenager going what have i got to do now what have i got to do now i just leap off luckily you might find what you're meant to do or a mate's told you or a magazine told you told you i don't know it's just trial and error all these trial and error moments in these games must have been frustrating because they're at least, they're frustrating for me now. I don't I don't think you get so many trial and error moments in in games nowadays. No, no, the le leap of faith is quite specific. I don't know whether people know that phrase, but it just means that you get to a ledge or an edge of a cliff or a building, and you then cannot see what you're supposed to jump onto. Be that jumping up like the ledge that chris is talking about or jumping down and sometimes it might just be that you just walk off the edge and there's it's just road or or another building below you and it but it, you can't see it so you've got no idea what you're jumping into whatsoever that's basically what we mean I by leap of faith yeah I, I bet when we play manic minor <laughs> they won't have any of those yeah jumping Jumping was sorted in Magic Minor. Magic, Magic Minor. Magic minor. I'd, I'd rather be played Magic Minor, actually. I, I in Manic Minor really and Jet Set Willy. On the spectrum, Please, this no. was sorted already. On the spectrum. Oh, God, no. <laughs> jumping, jumping, I'm sure. Oh. Manic Minor and Jet Set Willy no. had this one sorted before Shinobi. No, we're not playing either yeah, of those. I don't care if we're called Spectrum <laughs> Days and those games were great at the time. No, I'm not, no, <laughs> not playing they those. Were, they were good platforms. Oh, God, or Monty Mole or Monty on the Run. or No. <laughs> so so there is a moment then, once you get past that first leap of faith, there's another Explain moment. Explain that log, though. That's the easy one, isn't it? Because that log is That's what? The easy it's one. nice so, and horizontal, isn't it? It's a nice yeah, big yeah, log. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the vertical logs you can't be getting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a leap of faith onto three vertical, vertical logs. Vertical sodding just, logs. The vertical logs floating down the waterfall. You have to leap onto them, double somersault off of each of those, 
onto a platform where there'll be a ninja or well every time i tried it i'd just land on the platform where i needed to get and i would immediately be hit and then thrown off because when you get hit you get pushed back so that would be really 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 irritating you jump onto something get hit push back and fall down a big gap game over i think you need to explain that being pushed back in some detail chris (sighs) so Every time you get hit and you lose, so you have an energy bar. Every time you get hit, you lose a little bit of energy. You are invulnerable or invincible, sorry, for a moment, but you always get knocked back. So often that'll be, you'll be knocked back into some bamboo, which then you'll, as soon as your, as soon as your, your invincibility runs out, then you'll lose another bit of health because you're on top of the bamboo or you just get knocked back down through a gap and fall through and, game over instant death so yeah Yeah. and instant death and then you just have to start from the chapter unless you use the rewind feature who would do that if you bought it on steam for 79 uk pennies which is a bargain who would play it like that i don't know i don't know (laughs) um but I also found I played it also on uh, iOS, which is uh, which does also have the rewind um, feature. Uh, does it? But yeah, but since you've got a virtual joypad, I think you know it's kind of almost allowed. But to use the rewind feature on the iOS version, you have to watch a fifteen-second advert, unless you've paid. You can unlock. You can turn that off by paying for right. it. But yeah, the, the the version on the iPhone was not bad actually, considering it's got a virtual joypad which are generally not great because you don't have any feedback but it's okay i thought it was okay yeah if you really do want to play get it on steam 79 pence just have a go on on your phone that's that's basically giving it away for 79p i don't quite understand that i think i I think that's really good i know we're absolutely mullering this game but it is it is still it's still very good i i really enjoyed it like i say i i got past the terrible logs i think partly because i'd remembered and this is interesting goes back to what chris asked earlier on and whether i sort of remembered it or whether i asked that i can't remember now see that's how bad my memory is i can't remember which one of us asked about can you remember it (laughs) (laughs) i can't i can't remember remember. what are we doing um yeah uh, (laughs) uh, getting past those logs the upright logs at the end of the sort of second level towards the I mean that's not even the end of the second level is it that's just one part of the second chapter um yeah. there is magic that allows you to jump higher and I see I yeah. seem to remember getting a text from Chris at some three o'clock in the morning or something talking about the damn logs and I did suggest to him <laughs> has he not tried using the magic that allows you to jump higher <laughs> yeah but I'm so bad at playing these games that I would go through the level kill all the ninjas, collect all the boxes, get to the point where I needed to use the magic. Then I'd either press the magic button and forget, and I'd use the default magic, which is pretty pointless at that point. It's not Oh, it's sort of invincibility, isn't it? The default, I think. Yeah, invincibility. Default is invincibility, Um, which I did need to use also to defeat the big boss on Chapter 1. Yeah. I needed to use that because that was annoying as well because you can, to defeat the boss... On chapter one, you can only hit him with your throwing knife once he's attempted to hit you. That's when he drops his guard. So then you've got to quickly jump straight back. You've got to jump up and throw your knife. Sort of hit him in the head. Or hit him in the head. Hit him in the head, yeah. Or you use the magic and just rush him and stab him as many times as you can up close. (laughs) So I would use the magic, stab him up close, um, but yeah, the jumping magic, I would get to the moment where I needed to use the jumping magic and then I would press the magic button using the wrong magic and it would be, oh God, then I'd have to start again because I'd be, I would just fail at, at the log. Or I would go through the level, get to that point, change to the right magic, but then jump without activating the magic and then I would die. So then I'd have to do it all again. I mean, if you had come some kind of rewind feature, that would be like helpful, something wouldn't we know it? Use, that would really, it would be help really you useful, get quite yeah. far in the game, wouldn't it? If you if you could do that, yeah, yeah, rewind or save. 
Yeah, no, I must like admit, that. actually saying save, I, as you were mentioning about having a trying out on the um, mobile version, the version that I, that everyone's probably watching now, if they're watching on YouTube and that I played it on, was the Mega Drive Mini 2, which has just been released, which I, I, I was going to say foolishly bought. No, but I actually kind of like it. It's actually it's actually pretty cool. Um, but I thought I might as well use that to record the footage. I, as I say, I have got the original uh, original hardware to play the game. But I thought, no, I might as well use the opportunity. So if you're watching it, you're watching the version on the Mega Drive Mini 2. Um, I'm surprised this wasn't on the first Mega Drive, actually. I, I don't know quite why it wasn't. But this on, it's on there along with um, Shadow Dancer, the other shinobi game which i think was an arcade one this one the revenge of shinobi the one we're talking about wasn't an arcade one it's specifically made for the for the mega drive um but yeah that that the functions on that i don't think it's got a rewind someone can tell me if it has but what it has got is obviously a save state and they've put it as a sort of um shoulder button on the controller you get the six button controller with the mega drive mini 2 which is actually it's quite nice i didn't it's, it's quite funny i don't remember liking it back in the day and i didn't like remembering the revision the actual hardware revision of the mega drive 2 i didn't particularly like it i still think the mega drive is probably the best looking of all all consoles ever i think it's like completely iconic but the you've got a sort of shoulder button which is a mode button which does allow you to stop in game and save state so in a way when you got to the logs you could have saved tried it died and restarted your from your save file so you could have done it that way using the mega you're talking so you're talking like you didn't do that no i didn't and people will see that i didn't (laughs) they're watching the footage because it's completely seamless and there are no gaps whatsoever or editing (laughs) techniques used in any way (laughs) no i try to tell you what if i had been using that i'd have got a lot further than level four (laughs) i would have i would have carried on because i really wanted to get as much genuinely as much footage obviously for the video as possible and i'd like to show people the other levels and i did look up whether there was a level select to be able to sort of just Mm. cheat and show some of the other levels but there i couldn't find one there are cheats though that were built into the original game there are sort of infinite lives infinite shurikens that you can get i think if you go into the settings i don't know whether you realize this chris you could have put it on easy have you been playing it on normal this whole time uh yeah and then i did change to easy (laughs) did that help what was the difference answer that question then what was the difference okay fair enough. Um, <laughs> did you give yourself a hundred shurikens uh yeah i did uh, that didn't I help did as well. wow <laughs> this is really the it's wrong the, podcast it's the jumping it's the, i think it's i think you jumping. should be the producer and john should be talking to me at least he yeah, can get somewhere i don't care if he cheats at least he can talk to me yeah. about the game <laughs> You got to the vlogs and that's it. So far, people are listening to this podcast think, this is what a rubbish game. It's got two levels. <laughs> and then you just get to some logs. <laughs> <laughs> There's some creaky doors. What creaky doors? There aren't any creaky. You said this off <laughs> point. There are no creaky doors. It's not an enemy. There are. The main when you go in chapter one, yeah. when you go underneath the house. You know chapter one quite well, don't you? Yeah, when you go underneath the house, there are there's the first creaky door where the ninjas come out in a puff of smoke, and five ninjas come out. Five, five, and yeah, and if you crouch down by that creaky door and they come out, you can get them with your sword and save your throwing knives. Ah. But don't you hear the kind of like? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, have I left my Mega Drive on? I think it's. <laughs> it was like being, it was like being there, wasn't it, everybody? Hey, that, that was good. Do the shuriken noise. <laughs> you don't have shuriken. Only the enemies have shurikens. You've got knives, right? Oh, is it? Oh, they... well, I don't know. Why does yeah. it say shurikens in the thing then? Why, why, in, in... You're right. Ah. Just, just, so, just sure? so everyone can get the infinite shurikens, you, you go go into the settings at the beginning and you choose easy, which makes no difference, and then, and then you know, 
apparently. <laughs> I just leave it off. You don't need to change it at all. Um, but if you go to the shurikens and put it down to zero, why? You, why? I mean, that's quite a weird thing to have, isn't it? On a hard game, you can put it on super hard and no shurikens, <laughs> so you've got no firepower and put it on the hardest difficulty. Why you would want? I can't possibly believe that anyone's ever done that. Well, but if you put it on zero and leave it for about 15 seconds, you get a noise. I suspect Chris will do the noise for us. And you then get infinite <laughs> shurikens. Shur- you get a little infinity well, symbol. I, I'm only saying this because when you get the crates, the crates look, the icon that comes out, looks like a pair of scissors or something at one stage. Like yeah. Extra, extra throwing knives or, or shurikens. Yeah. Uh, throwing That's stars. the paper boss at the end of chapter three that you yeah. didn't get to. No, okay. <laughs> the origami king king origami he's uh he's quite hard to well, if you haven't got the scissors there's no ran- there's no randomness in those boxes so all the loot crates yeah but don't you keep so, opening the same one that's got the bomb in it every time even though it's not yeah random. exactly every time exactly. Like, oh, like, i'll open every that crate that'll time. have a heart in it oh no it hasn't bang dead absolutely absolutely so they they are actually crates so nowadays most games have loot crates and it's a whole thing everyone knows and normally there'll be a bit of um you know uh variable reward as they call it in in uh, shinobi there's no such so variable rewards are a way to help create a habit um so it's a bit more like a gambling a fruit machine kind of mechanic um Whilst in Shinobi, it's you do open a crate, but it's always the same power up. And as Phil's just said, there's uh, there's also sometimes sticks of dynamite which, which do damage to you. And yeah, I opened every single one of those every single time. <laughs> it's like there's no randomness. It's going to be dynamite. I think I'll open it anyway. <laughs> what what was chapter three like? <laughs> that's exactly what i thought <laughs> no it's not it, <laughs> i think actually producer john said it best it sort of evens out it becomes much more traditional sort of platforming i'm just looking at the footage now the the first two levels there's quite a lot of um up and down the screen like you've been saying about the logs there's a lot of sort of usage of the entire environment of a 2d type game so up down dropping down climbing up jumping up um, getting to the top of the waterfall on the logs there's there's a lot of depth as well as left and right in the game do you do you get a new kind of power up which enables you to kill enemies who are just in front of you but below you because no. otherwise, <laughs> yeah, it's a, sometimes you get to a moment where you're on a ledge and there's, a, there's an enemy, not directly below you. If he's directly below, no, if or even just directly below you or in just in front of you below you, there's no way. There isn't like a lean over and throw a, a star at the enemy's head. There's just no way to get them. You have to like jump up, do the somersault and waste six throwing stars yeah. to kill that enemy. You have to sort of use the spread, yeah. I mean, you can yeah. kneel down and kick. Yeah. The level you're asking about, Chapter 3. Chapter 3 is, there is basically no up and down. It is just a straight left-to-right platform. But, oh, that's but the mechanic in it is that there's a wire fence. You're like at a base. So there's sort of uh, buildings in the very distant, parallax scroll sort of distance foreground you've got two planes you've got uh, this fence so you've got in front of the fence or behind the fence and that's it but because you've got enemies either side and it's quite hard to tell whether they're in front or behind of the thing until they've shot you and you've also got a flamethrower guy that comes along and his his flame travels sort of towards you so you can be shooting at him but he's miles away, but his flame still can still hit you. And they still, the flames still stay and travel even when he's dead. So even if you shoot him, but he shot his flame, it can still go towards you. So the, unfortunately with that level, you have to have mastered the double jump because you have to go from back to front. 
<laughs> on over this blooming fence. And the what you're talking about with this not being able to get the enemies that are sort of in front of you and below, so behind a box, let's say, yeah, there's loads of crates, and these guys are just there, snipers with their guns or with lobbing weapons, throwing them over the top of the crate. So you're trying to get towards that person, but they're throwing bombs towards you, very much like the uh, Hammer Brothers in Mario. So they're moving around and throwing the hammers that are an arcing weapon. So, yeah, they're really, really difficult. I know what you're saying, that there are some dogs that attack in this level as well. Those you can get by kneeling down on the crate and kicking over the top of the crate because a dog jumps up into your kick. But the blokes that are there firing the lobbing the stuff at you, yeah, you, you basically have to time really well, either doing the double jump and doing a spread shot, or you go to the other side of the fence where they can't get you, walk behind them, jump back over the fence, and then get them. Mm. It's oh God, yeah. very, very, very I was frustrating. Going, I was missing an extra button so that I could decide when to use the sword. Um, because the sword is only used if you're close enough to an enemy. And sometimes you'll throw, in my experience, a throwing style when I really wanted to use the sword. I would have. I thought it would have been nice if I could have jumped and then used the sword in midair, perhaps. Um, yeah, a few things like that. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, when you say missing, but you don't mean you missed a button. You missed. You'd like there to have been I an extra like button. To have had an extra yeah, button. So yeah. So an extra attack. Yeah. I think if there. Yeah. I think there was two attack buttons because because this is pretty basic game, although it's complex in its design. The controls, yes, are fairly basic. You've got jump and attack, and that's it. The magic is separate, and you yeah. hardly use it. But the jump and attack is basically all you're using the entire game. Um, so, yeah, to have had a third attack, which, as you say, is your, your hand-to-hand weapon, would have made a big difference. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And, yes, that, that would have been nice. And also, you'd still been able to use the magic because you could press pause and use it which you actually do anyway to choose the magic. You've got like four different magics. You have to pause it and move the cursor along and then unpause it and go back and use the magic that you want to use. So they could have actually done it, I think, with the three-button Mega Drive pad. You could have had two attacks and a jump. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so have we ruined your childhood memory of... Of no, I enjoyed it a lot more. I, I think the reason I got further, Chris, is because I, I did play it a lot and it is one of my favourite games. And no, I still I still still do really like it, but actually I would have to echo something that producer John said, um, because obviously he's not under these same type restrictions that we're we're under. Um and he I think possibly played the game i think before we got around to playing it uh anyway he did say that um he got i think you're saying he got to level six but he's that is still that thing that thing of you you die or your all your contingents are gone all your lives are gone that's it he said i'm not sure i'd want to go back there again i'm not sure i'd want to go through level one to six again to get to that point to start off where i was that yeah. I get. I I think the crux of this game and every game so far we've looked at, and sadly probably a majority of games from this era and before, so the 80s and the 90s, they're designed in this way and also we have changed. We, we aren't the same person we were back then. We have not got the same level of patience and we don't have to. We've mentioned this in the other podcast where you might have only had one game at Christmas and one game at your birthday, and that's all you had to play. And you would get good at this, and you would play it, and you would slog your way through it. And also you would be overjoyed playing this on the Mega Drive that Christmas. I'm sure producer John probably was when it oh, 1990 at Christmas, and you get this game. You don't have to wait 10 minutes for it to load. There's none of that mucking around. And give it its due even when you do die, you immediately start again. There's no load time at all. You are bang. You just press start, bang, bang, bang. It's probably three seconds and you're in. You're playing it again. That was a a massive novelty. It's hard to explain that now. Perhaps actually if you've got some 
really massive game that you play on the PC, there probably is still loading times, even if they do hide it behind yeah. some cutscene or something to try and distract you from the fact there's a five minute load um you know that that I, I, we would have just had the t- we would have had the time i th- this doing this podcast we've done three or four um games now this is the first time in years that i've been forced to sit down and play a game for x amount of time simply because a we need to, to be able to talk about it and b i need to get the footage for the blooming video you know, I, I haven't done this for years with these sorts of games where I'm actually making a concerted effort to get somewhere this far in those games from those era. You know, I, I play yeah. them for 10, 15 minutes, not hours, trying yeah. to get past the logs. <laughs> yeah, I'm still as bad as I ever was, I think, playing these games. I never think... <laughs> Well, will I play it again? I'll probably load it again when my Sega Genesis arrives from Japan. That's on order. So I'll probably run that and see um, see how it plays there. But um, for fun, no. You don't have the same memory, though, do you? I think you said that. Uh, you said that earlier on. For me, it's very very special and uh, i that that's that's why uh, i i would play it again and i will play it again because i and do have such said, a good memory of it and you've mentioned shadow dancer yeah shadow dancer yeah now i'm trying to think if john had that as well on the mega drive and i is it a big white dog? Yeah, you've got the involved? dog come on. But it was also on the Master System, and you guys had a Master System, same as me. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I wonder. Ooh. I wonder. If it was on the Master System, then I would have perhaps have played it more. Um, but, yeah, um, no, um, I'm hopefully going to find some time and play modern um, – <laughs> Uh, play Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and I think that will be I'm afraid to say more fun than Shinobi <laughs> I think very quickly uh, yeah you're you're going to enjoy the Mega Drive Mini 2 we did tell people I'd give my thoughts on it it's great it's really good very good selection of games it's a high quality machine I found the emulation on it extremely good there's lots of options on there you can stretch the screen or have it in a sort of original format and the usual backgrounds and things like that if you want to the controller is actually really good as i said earlier on i didn't like it back in the day but actually it is quite nice and it makes a diff there is a big difference in playing the emulation work i think it's m2 or m squared have done and sega have done on their own work rather than just emulating stuff with ROMs. There is quite often a bit of a delay in things. I didn't notice any of this. It, it felt tight. It was, it's, it's, it's a, I would say for a lot of people, if you've got a sort of passing interest and you don't want to get into the whole collecting thing, I would say this, something like the minis, including the Super Nintendo one as well, which I've got, they are a good way of playing lots of games, um, you know, genuinely playing them rather than, ripping them off or downloading ROMs or whatever. Um, they, they work really well. I, I, I can heartily recommend it. I think they're good value. And you've got the Mega CD games on there, which, again, you didn't get with the original Mega Drive Mini, which is why I didn't buy that one. So I highly recommend it. Uh, nine stars well, out of ten. Although, don't play... I'm looking forward to play Space Harrier. Space Harrier 2 is on there, yeah. Space Harrier 2. Mm. So, yeah, but I... I guess maybe we should do an episode talking about our memories of Space Harrier before playing Space Harrier Ooh, 2. Is that one we're going to look at? Oh, yes. Well, I hope so, yeah, because that must have been a great game. I bet that wasn't difficult at all. Um, and I probably played that on the Spectrum as well. Yeah, yeah, I certainly. Well, that would have been the first one. Yeah, Space Harrier. Yes, 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 yes. <sighs> it was amazing that it could actually manage it. But, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I played that in the arcade as well. What talking of um, the future? What is the next game that we will cover? Well, it's one of those sorts of things where we we again a bit, I suppose, like with Horace, who sort of was, oh yeah, when we were sort of talking about the Amiga, we were sort of listing off games we both remember from the Amiga, and I think Chris mentioned Bitmap Brothers, and I almost said it at exactly the same time, and then we we sort of plumped for speedballs i think we'll have a look at speedball we could have picked so many others couldn't we i mean xenon 2 and is it alien breed was that one of theirs and um there's quite a few others yeah 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 speedball that would be great that would be great i bet that's not difficult no but I think the one thing that I did, did sort of mention about that, I, I remember playing it with people. I mean, it's, it's, it's it is sort yeah. of like it's a sports game, so it's going to be it's going to be weird doing this because we're going to be we are just going to be playing it on our own. Yeah, we'll save your memories for that episode. <laughs> you can email us at hello at spectrumdays dot com, and you can contact us on Twitter at spectrumdayspod. And you can also find us on YouTube just by looking up Spectrum Days.